Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. Those are all different kinds of RVs, mm-hmm. by the way. Yep. Yeah, you can't buy actual teardrops there. That's an RV. I'm smart. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from MidAmerica RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Big country. We will be breaking down the NFL playoffs this weekend, starting tomorrow. Playoffs. That snuck up on me. Uh, I, I don't know why. I didn't realize there were Saturday games. I'm dumb. It's, they, it's not new. Every year. You just realized they're Saturday No, I forgot. <laughs> this year. <laughs> I guess it's because I know we were going to be out of town. I imagine we'll still find a spot to oh, yeah. perch up and watch those games. Uh, but we'll go over the NFL picks. We'll get into some NFL news. And maybe we'll even talk about some uniforms that are happening in the playoffs as well. But picks for the game. Uh, but I, I want to start here with the firing of David Coley and the Houston Texans. I I think a lot of people expected this. It wasn't a very well-kept secret. You can even look at the Senior Bowl. The way that they select their coaches is the uh, lowest draft pick with a returning coaching staff, Mm -hmm. which should have been the Houston Texans and the Detroit Lions. Jim Nagy, smart man says there's no chance that he's returning as head coach. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and take the Jets coaching staff. It it really sucks for David Cooley, though. And even you hear in the reports coming out of, like, they knew they were going to fire him after one year, all this stuff. It's I, it's the Texans well, I, again. I guess I just I don't understand why. Like, why do it to this guy? He's not done anything rude. He's not done anything wrong. He might have been the only one willing to take the job. I wonder if this was known in NFL circles, too. If people knew, like, hey, by the way, the Texans, they're looking for a one-year head coach before they take. It sounds like maybe uh, Jared Mayo, the linebackers coach from the Patriots. Or even, like, Josh McDaniels has been rumored to want to go there. Like, they're going Patriot way very much. I guess I still just don't understand why you would do that. With the whole, like, hey. uh, Just, yeah, go get your coach a year early. Yeah. Like, if you wanted Gerard Mayo, go get him. Make him your head coach. I don't. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, even like looking back at like where we're at here in Missouri, the Missouri Tigers, the college football team, is pretty popular, mm-hmm. and they had a coaching vacancy, and they took a risk on Eli Drinkowitz, yep. knowing that like, hey, this is a year early, but you know we don't want to wait. We don't want to have to run the risk of losing him. We're going to go get him right now. Like do that. Even like learn on the job for a year. I mean, that's pretty much guys. what Coley just had to do. And right. then in the entire process, it's like, well, actually, hey, no. Now, the best thing for him is he's still getting, what, $17 million next year from the Texans? Yeah, uh, they still owe him 17 plus the money he already got. So he's going to get $22 million for his one year of work. That's not, not bad. bad. Like, I, don't, I, I will take a defeated season to get eh, $22 million. And I wonder, like, he did such a good job, too. No one expected the Texans to win games, mm-hmm. and they won four of them. I mean, they literally had nobody to be excited about. 
And in the people that they did, they had released or traded in the season. And Davis Mills looked pretty good. Didn't look bad. I still think that's a guy you try and roll with next year with a couple more pieces. I'm not saying he's the franchise guy or anything spectacular, but at least give him a full year of opportunity to kind of see what you have there. And if you're not planning on being very good anyways, well, there's your quarterback to not be very good with. Right. And maybe it's a situation where you're like you're still trying to find that quarterback of the future even. Or maybe mm-hmm. you give Davis Mills another year and you're like, oh, shit, he is our quarterback of the future. I've seen crazier things happen. So I, I don't know what they're going to do. I, nothing the Texans do makes sense. And I think that's why when you look at the Deshaun Watson situation, homie still wants out. And I, there's a lot of speculation this week over the last couple of days of what if they bring in Brian Flores because Deshaun Watson wanted to go to Miami where Flores was the coach. And it sounds like that's not even going to change his mind. Yeah. The, the ownership group there in Houston is like, that's too much. And so I don't think that there's any kind of pairing with a head coach that's going to keep Deshaun Watson in Houston. Is there any team right now that sticks out on where he could go? If everything gets settled I in mean, court, out of court. Yeah. I mean, because I feel like we all just had Miami or San Francisco deemed as the Last two year. teams. Yeah. And I know the Eagles were kind of in there as well with their three first round draft picks, but Jalen Hurts has developed nicely. Yeah. I know you'd probably want Deshaun Watson over Jalen Hurts, but at the same time, things are working yeah. right now in Philadelphia. But it's also Jalen Hurts in those like three first round picks you have or Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And with off field stuff, you might want Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And I don't know. Like with Miami, that was like the spot where I thought he was going to go. Now that they don't have Brian Flores there, I don't know if that's the spot. I don't know if that's what he wants to do. I don't. I don't know that I would. Mm-mm. They and don't I mean, have a lot there. San Francisco, we know, took Trey Lance in the draft. Like you think about the possibility of Russell Wilson leaving Seattle. Does that open that up? The Colts are they more of like a hey? Fuck it. <laughs> we don't really have anything to lose at this point. We have everything else. Clearly not Carson Wentz. Yeah. But Deshaun Watson has a no-trade clause, so he gets to pretty much pick where he wants to go for the most part. I, I bet it comes down to like him giving a list of like three teams. It's like, hey, I'll go here, here, or here. Mm-hmm. New Orleans would probably be one of those teams, I would think. Yeah. Denver going to be one of those teams. I just feel like Denver's going to have a hard time finding a competitive quarterback because of the division. And I know I some guys, you know, guys will look at it and say, I want to be the guy that beats Patrick Mahomes. Do you think so? Think like, even at, this, off. even at this point in their careers, they're like, hey, uh, how about I just take the easiest route through the playoffs? Yeah, but you can still, like, be a wild card team. True. And with the way that that Denver roster set up, I would much rather be in Denver competing than, like, with the Washington football team. Very much so. Like that, To me, that path is easier to the playoffs. Yeah, we're going to have to play some good teams, but <laughs> at least I have some guys to do it with. The Colts and we'll be ready for the playoffs. Because that division kind of sucks. Yeah. And you would get to play Houston. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you get the middle but finger to the But it's also like the they won't trade in division. That's true. So I think you can rule I out. also keep forgetting that it has to be a trade. For some reason, I just keep thinking, like, hey, he's off on his own. Yeah. Nope. He has that no trade clause. Yeah. That's why I, I still think Denver. And Miami probably still a good possibility that he goes there. Assuming that, like, next month, 
this situation off the field gets taken care of? It's crazy the fact that, and I know we said February, but like that's coming up pretty quick. You know, we got another 16 days until we hit February 1, and then it's like, all right, when's a court date? Does it settle in court? Does it settle out of court? And then how quickly after that is an NFL team willing to jump on this and go, here's the trade offer? Like another team that we didn't mention through this, Carolina. Right. Yeah, that would be a, an interesting one too. I would I would like to go to the Panthers if I were in his situation. Mm-hmm. I think that could work out. Uh, the Denver Broncos have a lot of draft picks. They have two second-round picks and a first-round pick. The trade, I, I think that's going to be a part of it too uh, with the Panthers. They've got that number six overall draft pick. They don't have a second or third round pick. Why? Uh, trades, I guess. I don't remember. No, I guess they did trade for stuff on Gilmore. Yeah. They've got a fourth and two fifths. That doesn't matter for Deshaun Watson trades. Mm-mm. But you should probably give up next year's first round, too. I was going to say, do you just give up three first round picks in a year? Because <laughs> there's no limit on how far in advance you can go, right? In the I don't terms know if of- there is in the NFL or not. Because like, I know in the NBA, it's like 2027 first round yeah. draft pick. Take it. We Oklahoma don't Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, they yeah. have like a 2030 first rounder from Houston. Or <laughs> yeah. something Ridiculous in that. I don't know what the rule is in the NFL. But I, I do think there are a couple teams that are probably a favorite still. And I wonder if Miami's still at the top of the list. I feel it's, like right now it's just more of a destination spot than it is like a team spot. Especially maybe. with Brian Flores gone. And the other offense, you don't, I don't feel like you have anything on offense to play with. Like, even Miami without Flores is probably still an attractive landing spot. I also wonder what their new coach is going to think of Tua. Yeah. Is he going to want to keep Tua? Is ownership saying, hey, we're bringing in a coach that is going to work around keeping Tua? And, I mean, that's the other thing, too, with Tua is who is he? Tua, Tua. With, <laughs> yeah. I really threw my – confused myself there. Uh-huh, you did. But, again, I think the question still stands is what is the future of Tua in Miami? I know you just pretty much said the same thing with the coach, but we don't know who he is right now. Can he be a guy that leads you to victory and, like, helps you win football games, or is he the guy that wins you football games and loses you games? Does that make sense? Like, I feel like Alex Smith, my perfect example of this, Alex Smith didn't win you or lose you games. He just played quarterback and got the job done. Relied on everyone else to make plays and do their job to win. I don't know who Tua is right now as a quarterback. The numbers aren't bad when you look at him. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that hate him and want him want to move on from him. I think some of them were Miami Dolphins last year. (laughs) But there are a lot of people that still want to ride it out. I could see him being a slow development guy to where, I mean, I always had him comped to Drew Brees. Drew Brees didn't look great early on in his career. Yep. He figured it out, and he's a Hall of Famer now. So I don't know if you want to move on from Tua that early or if you're trying to hold on to him and let him develop, maybe bringing in a more offensive-minded coach. Maybe that's what ownership is thinking. Like, hey, Brian Flores is great. He's not developing a franchise quarterback, though. So let's bring in, let's clean the slate, and bring somebody else in, which might not be a bad idea. Yeah, but still, feel, it's still confusing on why Brian Flores is the one that lost his job there. But if that is the instance where it's like, I don't want Tua, and the ownership in the front office does, someone's got to, you know, kind of bite the dust, and it is going to be the one dude that doesn't want him. Yeah, and speaking of biting the dust, uh, your guy Carson Wentz, he's, you're forever locked to him. I'm 100%. It's fine. <laughs> but his contract, once again, this offseason, has been talked about as, I can't move on from that, that deal. 
I think it was the Colts themselves in a press conference were like, ah, actually, we're only on the hook for $15 million if we cut him or trade him. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's going to be another thing where you're going to have to watch for Carson Wentz this year. And I saw you put out on your preview tweet, Yeah, where, were, where will Carson Wentz be starting next year? Washington football team or the Houston Texans? I'm going to say nowhere. Oh, he's going to be starting somewhere. He'll get one more opportunity to start. He'll get one more opportunity to start somewhere. It might be New York. It might be Seattle. But if with I had the Giants? to pick, yep. I think the Giants would rather roll with uh, Daniel Jones for another year. You think Depending so? Depending on who their coach, coach and GM. Well, that in weird. his, I think he broke his freaking neck. Uh, well, maybe. You know that doesn't look good. But then it's you look at Russell Wilson. Well, he's trying to be a Manning so bad he went and fucked up his neck. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so I don't know what uh, his future is. I know that, that I don't really like Daniel Jones as a player. Don't know him as a person. I don't think he's that good. You're right. He is injured. New head coach, new GM. They're probably going to move on from him, I would assume. But ownership is so controlling there sometimes for the Giants. I mean, it was a couple of years ago when Eli Manning got benched and broke his starts mm-hmm. streak. And then ownership came over the top and was like, no, you're starting him next week. Yeah, it was stupid. Who was the coach? Was it a Shermer? I don't remember. They've had so many. It was just stuff. so. It was the dumbest decision they've ever made as an organization. Because then you're going to start Geno Smith. Yeah, he's going to make a fucking difference in like week nine of the season. Get out of here. It was like it was like week sixteen. Yeah, it? like it was just it was dumb. You got it. We all had to sit there and watch Eli cry, and then realize this was his last season. Actually, why are we benching him? Right. And then he had like a couple more games or something. Mm-hmm. Stupid. So, I mean, with Carson Wentz, I don't know. Like, maybe the Washington football team. That's about the only place I could see him starting. I could see Seattle as well because they're another one of those running teams. It's like, we're not really relying on our quarterback to win games. We know we have Russell Wilson. We don't like the fact that he wants to cook. He can go cook somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. You take your chef hat and you go elsewhere, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I'm starting to come back to the fence on Russell Wilson leaving. I don't think they're going to let him. You getting a little scared? You hearing and, the dog bark? And I don't, don't trust the chain that he's on. No, I don't think that he has the balls to actually demand a trade because he doesn't want to deal with that backlash of "oh, fans hate me because I demanded a trade." You know what? He's not going to have the balls, but Sierra's going to give him right back to him for a day, yeah. and then he will. And oh, you need to to demand a trade? Let me get him out of my purse. Yeah, let me give you a little bit of extra confidence here. Yeah, I don't know. I and, just, and then he's going to go. I could see him staying around there. I think he's gone. I'm still wholeheartedly. I just think you last year was kind of putting the feelers out there and like, how is the fan base going to respond to this? How does you know? How does the front office react to it? What does everyone think? What are my teammates? And it's like, okay, they want me here. That's great, but I'm still not feeling it. Yeah, that's also another situation where it's. it's I also good. have a feeling like let's say he does get traded, he's going to hit all of us with the. I just prayed about it. And I just knew this. I needed to be somewhere else. Yeah, God wanted me to be the quarterback of the New York Giants. That's my path. <laughs> and, and Sierra quote, also wanted to live here. <laughs> some Bible verse. Yep. <laughs> God knows uh, what you're supposed to do. I don't know many Bible verses. I'm sorry. Right, hopefully, there's a, a verse that's related to a giant, and it's just gonna be like oh. David and Goliath. Yeah, I am David joining Goliath. 
you know what? Goliath actually wasn't that bad of a guy. So, <laughs> just, like, we're going to try to redo not, his whole brand. You know, I do think of that story sometimes. I wonder if Goliath was just maybe hanging out, and his army was like, yo, come with us, big guy. Kinda we're going to win. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was a real nice guy, and all of a sudden he's just standing out there like, fee fi fo who wants to mess with me? That's a rock at my face. I'm goner. Right? Teams that, like, need a quarterback next year for your Carson Wentz take. Mm-hmm. I, none of the teams in the AFC East. I need to do what something. What about the Steelers? I could see him being a Steeler. Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz going to the I think Mike Tomlin would freaking murder him. He's put up with Ben Roethlisberger. The last I, exactly, years. and I think he's just like, okay, Ben, you're done. You're done. Oh, one more year. All right, you were yep. here before me, barely, but golly. Doesn't want to put up with another year. Pretty much yep. the same quarterback. Except for this one won't play through injuries. Will or Will won't? Not. Carson Wentz won't? Yeah. I think he plays through injuries. I think that's what he's always done, hasn't he? Doesn't he miss games, though? Like, even this year, it's like a couple different times. It's like, oh, he's going to miss games. Oh, yeah, he had the floating bone in his foot. Mm-hmm. Then he comes back, and we're all just like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Even COVID. Oh, we thought he was going to – we thought Sam Ellinger was going to start. He says, no, 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 no. So my maybe God healed COVID, too. I'm playing. It's do you look – you know, do you want to stick with the quarterback that you kind of already have there? Uh, the AFC South, he's already in the AFC South. He's not going there. He's not good enough to start in the AFC West. <laughs> what about the AFC North with Cleveland? They said they're rolling with Baker for another year. Oh, they did? I guess I missed that. Yep. They uh, officially said that? Earlier in the week or last week that they said uh, they're rolling into 2022 with Baker Mayfield as their starting quarterback. It's, uh, this is yeah, because it's a right now. <laughs> like, you could be 2022. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Like, he's their starting quarterback. You hit May, and it's like, just kidding. Yeah, I would – bold take. I'd rather have Baker Mayfield than Carson Wentz. I don't think that's a bold take, actually. I think that's pretty – I don't know because I, I want to be. Baker I can't Mayfield. be. I can't be strong on Carson Wentz anymore. Like I can't. I can't sit here and be like I think Carson Wentz can go start next year and then give valid points on why he should over Baker Mayfield. Does ba- Baker played better than Carson Wentz this year? I think I haven't looked at their numbers, but I think he probably did. And he was also incredibly hurt. I also feel like they'd probably be even no matter what. Because, I mean, that is the thing with Baker, too. He was dealing with a lot of injuries this season. Shoulder was messed up, the ribs, getting power-drived into the earth by T.J. Watt. A little different playing in the AFC North versus the AFC South. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very true. I know it's only six games, but those six games versus the AFC South six games, especially when you're the Colts, like, oh, you played the Titans twice? <laughs> we had to play the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Bengals. It is of them crazy. are playoff teams. The other one had the MVP. You know what? Maybe that's better for Carson Wentz because he doesn't have as much time to think about how I can fuck this play up. It's, <laughs> right? oh, that's Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney. I need to get this ball out of my hands. Instead of, let me duck this one as well. Er, see you later, no-name Texan. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brandon Cooks out there. I <laughs> forgot you were in the league and had a pretty decent year. Um, other... Other teams that, like, maybe the Washington football team, that could be a possibility. Uh, yeah. A- NFC North, not going to be the Bears, not going to be the Lions, not going to be the Packers. Maybe the Vikings. Maybe we one for one. Kirk Cousins for Carson Wentz. Honestly, yeah. 
I would also rather have Kirk Cousins. What? Kirk Cousins over Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz. Hmm. On that one, I think you got to look at his numbers. Kirk Cousins is sneaky good. He's just weird, and people don't like him. Well, and he just he's inaccurate at times, too. Here's the thing with Carson Wentz. What he's bad at football. Okay, that answers the question. That's what I was going to ask you. What is it that people don't like? like what is it that people— like, turnovers. Yeah. No, I think I saw it yesterday. They were talking about it, and um, I don't know if it was the GM or the head coach. that's like, just make the layups. Like, take the little shots that you can. Make the layups. Not everything has to be the slam dunk yeah. play. But even, like, looking at Kirk Cousins and what he's able to do, he threw for 4,000 200 yards this year and 33 touchdowns with a completion rate of 66%. Like he's actually pretty good. His quarterback rating was 103. QBR, 51%. I'm scared to look at Carson Wentz's right now. <laughs> you know that QBR is real low for Carson Wentz. I know. When you threw out QBR, I was like, fuck. Uh-huh. And what, weren't you looking at it the other day and like breaking down? Like 50 is pretty much... Like the average. Yeah. Below that is really not good. For Carson Wentz this year, his QBR was a little bit better. Yeah, 54. 54. Yep. Last year was 41. And that was with an awful, an awful Philadelphia Eagles team. uh I know people look at me like, oh, Jalen Hurts did better than Carson Wentz last year. Jalen Hurts also had the healthy offensive line, a running back with a coach that finally, I 100% am. He had some receivers out there that were not from the fucking practice squad, a defense that was a little bit revamped and better, and the team finally decided to run the football. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is like 10 times the quarterback Carson Wentz is right now. Because of the situation around him. And I know, hey, hey, Jonathan I know, no, Taylor. I, I, that's no, what I'm to say. Pittman, I know that I, offensive line. You cannot look at those two quarterbacks and be like, Jalen Hurts got a better situation. I'm just saying, in terms of what the Philadelphia Eagles were able to do this year. Yeah, I know. Right now, look at those two rosters and tell me that the Eagles have a better roster. <laughs> the, the, I'm not Colts about to literally do that. have a better player at every. I'm just position. talking about with the current Eagles, where everyone's like, Jalen did better with Philadelphia than Carson Wentz did last year. And it's yes. Look at it this year. I'm not saying Carson with Indianapolis. I'm saying Carson with Philadelphia. Last year, awful. This year, much better with Jalen. So mm-hmm. we ex- we should have expected the Eagles to be in this situation. In the playoffs? In the playoffs. Now, the Colts should also be in the playoffs. I think you hit that Melawano this morning. I did not. High. I'm scared to do it in the morning. <laughs> because the situations are not comparable. Uh, how are, how are you viewing it? Because I feel like where I'm where I'm sitting at, I'm talking this year, sh- strictly in Philadelphia. This year, Jalen Hurts, yes, was okay. better. Now, whose situation is better? Carson Wentz's. Yes, but so you're Jaylen you're Hurts also saying Indianapolis and Philadelphia. I'm saying only in Philadelphia within the last two years. Even if you take the last two years, it's still Jalen Hurts because he outplayed him so much more this year. Jalen Hurts took the Eagles to the playoffs. Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz did as well, full. and then Nick Foles went and won him a Super Bowl. You will never convince me that Carson Wentz is better than Jalen Hurts. I feel like it's too early to say that. I feel like we've had two years, and it's I'm definitive. 
I'm I'm still too early. I You're think still it's a too early. Wins guy. I'm trying to find the fine line of where like I'm not, and I know I just did it. Like make over excuses for him and his play. I know it was bad in Indianapolis. I do he not expect him. QBR. I do not expect him to be the starting quarterback there next year. I don't think anybody should for the Colts. For the Colts. Yeah, with the comments that they've made, I don't think that he can be. And like the last game of the year, he shit the bed. Oh, I mean, one like you're playing Jacksonville and you did that bad. I just was looking at those stats actually. His QBR in that last game of the year, son of a bitch, where'd it go? The, but just it was not Carson good. I, I could just tell you that his numbers is that he will look so good in the first half to where it's like, oh my god, his QBR is seventy five. Mm-hmm. But then in crunch time when it matters, it's a twenty five. <laughs> it's, it's just I, I just I don't get why it is so bad. Because he is so bad. Like he had his last game where he had over twenty completions in the football game was November against Tampa. And they lost thirty one to thirty eight. After that, his highest was eighteen. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's like sometimes players have all the traits and should be good and they're not. That's Carson Wentz. Yeah. What's the difference between the QBR and the uh... – The QBR looks at, like, every play. Like, so you, if you throw an incompletion, but you should have thrown the ball away, they don't – you don't get hurt for that one. Gotcha. Because, again, your quarterback rating, that goes down as just an incompletion. But with the QBR, they look at it and say, no, you should have thrown the ball in that situation. You should have thrown it away. Or, like, this interception, not actually your fault. The receiver dropped it. Okay. I, yep. It's one of those, like, PFF things, though. I have no idea how they calculate it. I don't either. With the quarterback rating, there's just a formula where they put in attempts, completions, yards, touchdowns, interceptions. For which which one was that one you just said? For the quarterback rating. Just the traditional one that's usually up around 100. The one that they have listed as just rate? That's yeah. what's so confusing. So it'll be like rate is quarterback rate, and then QBR is total quarterback rating. Yeah. So it's just like, what the fuck? Uh-huh. Uh, but let's get to some of these games that we have to pick this weekend. But first, let's mention our great sponsors over at minersandmonroe.com. Use the code MikedUp10. Save yourself 10% off at checkout. If you're not one of our local listeners, no problem. Just visit them online. They ship. Uh, I know that they have, I, I think it's like if you spend more than $25, it ships for free. And if you are one of our local people and maybe you don't want to go to Pittsburgh, Kansas. They also do some local shipping for free, so definitely check them out, minersandmonroe.com. Next up is going to be Gunspot. Make sure you visit them at gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs, including accessories. Also, it's not a matter if, it's a matter of when you're going to be in a position to protect you and your family, so make sure you do that with gunspot.com. You're getting some tweets about your Carson Wentz. Here we go. Thanks. Here we go. So you you got to be officially on or officially off. I think as much as you want to be off, you can't do it. You're not capable of being off of the Carson Wentz track. <laughs> I just, I yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm having a hard time figuring out where I'm at with it because there's a part of me that still thinks he can be a good quarterback. We're just not seeing it. I just I don't understand why. 
I, I, and I'm, I'm at off the of point it. of. I am off. I'm done. I really am. It's just exhausting. I shouldn't be this stressed out if Carson Wentz can fucking play quarterback in the NFL or not. I just looked at all of his stats from every game. And in the last month and a half, they have not trusted you to throw the ball over 30 times. And for me, it's he had a boom year. In that second year when he was an MVP candidate, he hasn't been able to duplicate that no. really since. Like, he'll show you spurts of it. But I, to me, it's very similar to Jared Goff. The fact that they were drafted in the same class is crazy. But they'll show you little things where it's like, oh, he could be very good. I think Matt Stafford is also in that discussion. Obviously, Matt Stafford is better than Goff and Wentz because he's been doing it for much longer. Yep. But he's another guy that kind of gets overrated because of traits, because he has flashy plays. But then like when, he, when you really need him, he's probably going to throw an interception. Yeah. Or it's just, I don't know, he just stands in the pocket too long. I mean, it's like you said just a little bit ago. It's just the layups. Mm-hmm. And that's layup. why I look at a guy like Kirk Cousins. Man, he doesn't do anything that's sexy. He's kind of weird. He's awkward to talk to. Super nerd. But he does not make a lot of mistakes. <laughs> He's like, if you took Aaron Rodgers' arm away and ability to throw like off-platform and stuff, like just the comparing the numbers – Kirk Cousins is probably not that far behind Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but he doesn't do it in a flashy way. So a lot of people hate on him. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't like Kirk Cousins. Right. And people are going to hear that and be like, but you like Carson? <laughs> I know. It doesn't make sense. It I got I to gotta type for quarterbacks. And honestly, none of like them. you like Ben fit. Roethlisberger too? I love Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, you have a type for quarterbacks. So that's probably my fault. You like Matt Stafford too. Yeah. Ooh, you got a yep. Your type is strong arm, fairly athletic. Yep. Yeah. It is. Like, Mahomes kind of fits that mold. I think he's one hundred percent. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, so I guess you know those two. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, big big Josh Allen. I like Josh love Josh Allen. Like him coming out, I was just like, why are there not more quarterbacks like him in the NFL? It's kind of hard. Yeah. I appreciate the guys like Kirk Cousins more than most people do. Just a pure passer. Like Philip Rivers. We were talking about him the other day. Mm-hmm. I don't care how hard you can throw the ball. Does it get where it needs to be? That's kind of how I feel time. about Mac Jones, where it's just like I appreciate that you just you come in and you're literally just a thrower. You're not anything else. Mm-hmm. You can dance in the pocket. you got twitchy feet. You're not going to take off and be quick or fast. You're just going to be able to move and adjust and throw the football. I like Joe to- Burrow. Freaking love Joe Burrow. Yeah. That might be it, honestly. I don't. It's think like Joe the Burrow mixture like between arm. Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. Like that. Like that's the path line of my type of quarterback. Like I would be happy with Joe Burrow or Josh Allen as a quarterback in my team, and I get the middle of that with Patrick Mahomes, who's athletic enough and can run, has a strong arm, can dance in a pocket and make things happen, and is very clutch. I think Joe Burrow would also fit into my style of quarterback. Because he's not overly athletic. Mm-hmm. He's sneaky athletic. He's white. Yeah. Uh, arm is like, okay. Like, I loved Peyton Manning, though. Maybe yeah. that's because the team. I freaking hated Peyton. I never understood. I still, there's times I look at Peyton Manning, and I was like, what the fuck made you so good? And it's that big-ass forehead and what's in between yeah. the ears. I that love brain. It. I think that that is, like, when you look at it, the longevity or, like, quarterbacks that hit, for me, and I could be wrong, 
it's that kind of guy that's going to stick around in the league forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to hate him. Now I just respect it. Because, like I said, I still look back and go, I don't know what you did physically that was so special. It was just Nothing. all brains. It was all and brains. Always put, it's not even like he put the ball in these super tight windows. He just got his guys open. Yep. I mean, some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. um, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady, Drew Brees. Yep. Um, Joe Montana. Yeah. Now, every once in a while, you'll get a guy in there like Elway and Rodgers. Yep. They do okay above the shoulders, but it's also like, yeah, I know I have the arm to beat that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fuck, misread that. Let me just run with my legs. Uh-huh. There it is. Gotcha. Uh, speaking of Joe Burrow, though, let's preview these games that we talked about. Uh, Raiders at Bengals. Bengals are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. The one thing that I can't believe we're not talking about a day before the game is Joe Burrow's injury. I think he's fine. I'm I assuming think it's much worse than people realize, and no one's talking about it. The Bengals have done a phenomenal job of, yeah. I think, kind of covering it up. I mean, it also did help that it was like one of the last plays of the game for them, right? And then the next week, they're like, "Ah, we're going to rest him." Mm-hmm. Did you though, or is he injured? It's almost like a little mini conspiracy theory. Yeah. I think that he might actually be pretty hurt, but they're like, "Nope, we're going to give you two weeks. Hopefully, you're ready to go." So I do worry about that Joe Was Burrow it his knee? Injury. I think it was an ankle. Oh. I couldn't tell. I mean, it was a it honestly kind of felt like a cheap shot from Honey Badger. Like even watching it live, I was like, great, there's another fucking penalty. I didn't I don't even remember seeing the hit. I think I was pretty done watching the game. Yeah. It's, I think Jaron Reed was coming from one side and Honey Badger was just coming off the edge hot. And then and, it feels like it's been forever since that game. Didn't they have to bring in the other quarterback to mm-hmm. take the just to take the knee the to needle. end the game? Yeah, yeah. So I do wonder about that Joe Burrow injury. I don't, I don't see him listed on the injury report. So maybe I'm thinking too much into it. I am going to pick the Bengals to win, but I wouldn't bet on it because I'm worried about the Joe Burrow injury. Yeah, even if he's just a little hurt, he plays well when he gets the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> but this is a little different. This isn't UCF in the Fiesta Bowl. This is the Raiders in a playoff game. With Max Crosby, who's been looking very good as of late. And it's going to be cold, 29 degrees. So you're going to have to worry about if it is an injury, tightening up. It's not like he's the most mobile person. I think most people would also look at that offensive line and say they played better than expected, but still not good. Yeah. And the Raiders do have a little bit of a pass rush. I'm really worried about this little curse for Cincinnati. Because I believe in those. And Cincinnati's just, I think it was since the injury of Bo Jackson. I think I saw that the other day. Like, that's when the curse for Cincinnati started is when they hurt Bo Jackson's hip. Oh, really? Yep. Now you get the Raiders in the playoffs? Exactly. A little karma? Maybe this Are is you going to talk Burrow. yourself into Raiders? No. I'm, <laughs> okay. taking, I'm taking the Bengals. And here's my thing. It's like, time's a flat circle. You come back around. It's time for your curse to be over. Go beat the team that it all started with. I also think we're going to watch Derek Carr suck again. And it's going to be like, God damn it. That wouldn't surprise me. I want it to be a good game. I want it to be a close one. I want to be excited watching it. I am kind of excited to see this game and this matchup between these two teams because I do think Cincinnati's defense can do enough to rile up um, Derek Carr and the offense and then kind of take away Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. And it's going to be like, uh, I don't really have anyone else to throw the ball to. Hunter Renfro is like their target. Yeah. <laughs> I love him. I think he's very good. It's still like 
It's just like the Patriots with only having Julian Edelman. It's just, ah, uh, that's the only guy you got. <laughs> right. Still yeah. can't stop it, though, because he's wide open here on every single one of these slants across the middle. But I'm taking Cincinnati to win, like you said. It's in Ohio. It's in Cincinnati, excuse me, 29 degrees, five-and-a-half-point spread. Taking Cincinnati to win this one. I'm going to take Cincinnati, too. I'll be rooting for them as well. Yeah. Uh, the turnaround that they've had, uh, that's another thing people are just not talking about enough. I was a year early, you know. Mm-hmm. Thought them buying that defense would be nice. Well, you know, uh, wrong year. Joe Burrow had that second year jump. Yep. Uh, that's hopefully he can keep this up too. Like I know we talked about it a little bit ago with you know Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. Like they had that second year bump. They got paid all this money. Yada yada yada. Hopefully that's not the case with Joe Burrow. And like this is consistently who he can be and what Cincinnati will be in the AFC. I think they can. And like even this year in the draft, they're going to be able to upgrade. Or draft or free agency, upgrade that offensive line, probably add in some free agents, probably yep. in the secondary or more pass rush. I think they're probably fine at linebacker. Yeah, I think secondary, they might be kind of better off than we realize. They just don't have any big names right now. I mean, they got guys that are coming in and getting the job done, and they've done a good job and have been highly rated according to PFF. I just saw that actually a little bit ago when we hopped on. But like Jesse Bates at safety, he's yeah. been a stud. They got some corners that have been, like I just said, highly rated. And it's just maybe add to that pass rush. And like you said, get another secondary member for the long term, not just keep putting in pieces and you know kicking that rock down the road. And like, eh, eventually we'll get there. Yeah, I was looking at their depth chart, too, and they're slated to pick at, like, pick 25. They could add, like, a Jordan Davis to this defensive line. That'd be scary. You know, it'd be like, ah, we don't really care if you get sacks, but you're going to help us generate pressure. (laughs) So, Trey Hendrickson. You're going to eat up the middle and take up run space, and that's what you're definitely going to need in this division. The Steelers and the Ravens with as much as they've run. Yep. And the Browns, too. That's the next time I do a mock. You just talked yourself. (laughs) (laughs) You talked yourself into that one. (laughs) That's what they should do. Because even in the secondary, they are pretty solid. They have Jesse Bates. He's good. Mm -hmm. Like underrated still. I know a lot of people last, was it last year? Mm -hmm. uh, He kind of started to get more recognition. It was like a Pro Bowl voter or something. I don't remember. And I mean, Matt had that one tweet about it. Everyone's like, oh, you just now know about Jesse Bates. And it's like, dude, fuck off. It's Cincinnati. Yes, now other people are starting to realize, hey, this guy's actually pretty good at football. And then their corners are, they're just all like second team, like retreads. They're Mm -hmm. actually pretty good. Trey Waynes from Minnesota. Eli Apple played pretty solid too. Or, you know, maybe they even add some depth there. But That Awuzie kid that they have as well, is he a safety or nickel corner? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, corner. Yep. And then obviously upgrading the offensive line. I think that still needs to be done. Yeah. I mean, we just we see teams. You know, you can hit on an offensive lineman in the third or fourth round. And that's every team. Like if you walk away from the draft and you haven't drafted an offensive lineman, you that's probably a bad draft. <laughs> yeah, and I also I just also don't get. Is there a team that has like the perfect offensive line? The Cowboys went healthy. I guess, yeah. <laughs> Answer that question real quick. <laughs> That's the one that just pops into my mind immediately. But that, like, win healthy? <laughs> Pretty solid. How often do we even see them all together? Like, I Trey feel like Smith. it's been since the first year of Dak Prescott, honestly. Yeah. Are they all back now? Is Zach Martin good and playing? I don't even remember. I think so. Huh. He's on their depth chart, according to our lads. And they have um, that Connor McGovern 
kid yep. who will step in and play. So even like if somebody is hurt, they've got a backup right there that can just slide in and be like, yep, we're good. But again, Tyron Smith, if he's healthy and out there, it's one of the best left tackles in football. Mm-hmm. He misses a lot of games, though. He's also just really freaking huge. Yeah. The second game on Saturday night is going to be the Patriots and Bills, the rematch, third time around. This one in Buffalo. Everybody's talking about the cold at high of five degrees. Yesterday on ESPN, they were talking about who was Bart Scott (laughs) was recommending that Josh Allen take Viagra before the game. I've never taken Viagra. I can't imagine you want to be out there in football pants. No, I thought you were going to keep going. Sorry. I'm thinking – I guess I just – I clearly don't know how it works. I don't know if it's like it's something you take and it's immediately ready to go or if it's just, hey – when you're ready to go, you're going to be ready, Bob. Yeah. Because I, he was – Bart Scott was mentioning the point of, like, it gets all, like, the blood circulation flowing through your body at, like, a faster rate, which it will keep you warm. You can't get an erection because of – The blood, blood flow. flow. So, so that gets it going. And he, Josh Allen's like, I'm not going to – let's just say this does happen. And then he sees, like, a sexy fan, and it's like, uh, that's tough. <laughs> To this, yeah, like what happens if you're like, I don't even know why, you know, like a preteen or something. Like I have no idea why this is happening uh, this right is now, weird, but it is. This is a weird thought. Let's say you're in a dog pile. Are you hitting him in the nuts to see if just anything happens? Hey, people are doing it anyway. Yeah. Especially but it's just like a little little double pat. <laughs> just to get, uh, get the blood flow going. Just be like, hey. Just trying to warm you up. Oh. Might be a real awkward day for a sinner. Like, hey, we're all <laughs> shotgun this week, right, coach? <laughs> yeah. I don't it's crazy, but like listening to Bart Scott talk about it yesterday sounded like he's done it before. Oh, it was like several times. And he right. was with the Jets when they were on those deep playoff runs, weren't they? Like going to the AC Championship game. Yeah. He was Mr. King. Homeboys all viagred up, not even messing around. People do stupid stuff all the time. If it, I mean it's only it's only weird if it doesn't work, right? Exactly. So <laughs> Maybe he can work this into some kind of. If Josh Allen here. comes out and is like, "Oh, dude, I've been doing this like already. That's a great yeah. tip. Appreciate." You think it. I don't know about this. We were doing this in Wyoming. All yeah. the time. <laughs> Again, I've never taken it, so I don't know. Maybe this is the next big country challenge. No, it is not. <laughs> I honestly don't know where you get it at. Is it like? Don't you have to have a prescription for it? So that's what I was going to ask. Is it over the counter? Do you have to be like, "Hey, uh, psst, having issues, <laughs> yeah. Doc, help the, me out." That him stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know people have taken it before just to take it, though. Do you remember those Extends commercials? And it was like uh, they're talking about this guy, and all of a sudden he's like driving a nat- like he's driving a race car. And he's like, oh, he's just like so much happier and better now. I didn't realize until I grew up that I was like that's a penis enhancing commercial. And I'm I over here like this dude is just fucking hanging out, and all of a sudden he's driving nice ca- a NASCAR. What do you got to do for that? And I was like, wow, that's weird. I, those gas station pills work, don't they? <laughs> oh, I thought Wrong you were guy. talking about that. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Might have <been> somebody else. <laughs> not me. No. <laughs> I'm taking the bills. Tell the truth Friday, I guess. I've always wondered and just kind of thought, but it's not like I've ever been in a situation where I'm just going to grab them and know I'm going to use them. Yeah. For me, it's just like that would just be too much. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's already hard to handle sometimes. <laughs> Doesn't. I don't. <laughs> anyway, Patriots Bills here. The I, Bills I are, think I'm going to take the Bills in this game. 
They're favored by four and a half. I'm actually going to take the Patriots. And I'm putting a little stock into this. The Bills have been practicing inside. It's supposed to be five degrees. Probably with wind chill, it's going to be zero. It's an outdoor stadium. We know with Bill Belichick and the Patriots, he doesn't give a shit. You're right. practicing outside. Yeah. I don't even know if they have an indoor facility. Maybe they do if it's just everything's they, they just flooded. They store things in it. Like <laughs> yeah. That's where all the pads are. But I think, is. like, I honestly think that builds a certain level of mental toughness here in the playoffs where you look at it and go, Bill Belichick knows how to handle these situations. I know Buffalo was here last year as well. But <clears throat> there's just a part of me that wonders on Bill Belichick playing the Bills and Josh Allen and goes, hey, we know you can't run the football. You're going to want to pass. You know, you beat up on us last time in the fair weather game. We beat you at home with the poor weather. Now yeah, it's going to be on. cold. Yeah. The Patriots are just going to run the football. And I think Josh Allen's still going to want to throw it. Again, they still don't have a running back that they can fully rely on in the game. And I think Bill Belichick will have a game plan defensively that slows him down or forces him into mistakes. Yeah, I think I'm kind of talking myself into the Patriots as well. Because with that cold weather, it's going to be hard to throw the ball. Yeah. New England doesn't give a shit about throwing the football. No, we'll throw it fucking four times. We don't care. Mm-hmm. And it never seemed like Buffalo figured out how to stop the run this year. Yeah. And it's Belichick in the playoffs. I'm going to go Patriots as well. Really? Heck yep. yeah. I think it will be a close game, probably pretty low scoring. Over-under is only 44. Again, Vegas knows what they're doing. <laughs> this might be a first team to score 20 points is going to be your win. Vegas really got my attention with the national championship game. Or like the over right under was fifty three or fifty two, and that final score was fifty one. That's why I've, I've always heard that it's so hard to bet football and win, because Vegas does such a good job of paying attention to I don't the NFL know, and college football. Like what algorithm do they use, or their whatever system they have? It's just insane to think about. Mm-hmm. Good for them though. All those pretty buildings in the desert. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Till we get to Tennessee tonight, and I'm like, yep. Betting on the Grizzlies. <laughs> 100%. I, I feel like basketball is a little bit easier to bet because there's so many games. You're not paying as close of attention. You're not getting these accurate spreads yeah. or over-unders. College basketball is where the money is. Yeah, I've, I mean, we've had a buddy tell us, like, dude, I've made so much money. Don't tell my don't tell my lady, but I've been making some money. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Uh, so, yeah, we're both taking the Patriots. And this one, a little bit of a shocker. I was almost Bills. I said it. Let's redact that from the statement. I'm going Patriots and Bill Belichick. Um, the next one is Eagles-Bucks. I know I was kind of praising the Eagles. It's great that they made the playoffs. Have fun because you get one game. In Tampa Bay. <laughs> You're going to get your ass kicked. Spread on this one is a playoff game. Spread is eight and a half. Yeah. That's my cover. I think they will. My only concern is, though... With the Eagles is like defensively that they don't have Carson Wentz. <laughs> one <laughs> and two. I was talking to my guy Justin Chase about it the other day. The Eagles and Darius Slay has actually been playing pretty well defensively. And the they're the number the, one ex- rush defense, right? Yeah, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they only have Mike Evans at receiver. Yeah. Godwin's out. We know about Antonio Brown, who's also kind of started to backtrack a little bit. And I was like, eh, you know, maybe that wasn't the best decision. Uh, I made maybe that wasn't very professional of me either. <laughs> it was like no shit, Antonio. But looking at this game, I do wonder how close it will be, and if Philadelphia can efficiently run the ball, how does Tampa Bay do that? And then you look at that defensive line and go, eh, never mind. Those guys are pretty freaking big. 
I'm going to take Tampa to win, but there is a little part of me that wonders how Philadelphia will look and if they'll surprise some people because I think they're kind of surprised everyone already going, you know, the 9-7 and seven and reaching the playoffs. They officially ended 9-8, and eight, but it's still, uh, hey, you kind of have our attention. Let's see if you can keep it. Yeah, I'm going to take the Buccaneers. I'm going to take them to cover. As stupid as this might sound, I think it's going to be a close 10-point game. I, so that's kind of, yeah. Like maybe even like Brady will probably lead a touchdown drive late in the fourth quarter that seals the game. You know, like the Eagles will bring it into within three, and then the Bucks will get the ball back, and Brady will take like a six-minute drive and take all the time off the clock. Yeah. But they win by 10. So I'm going to take the Bucks. I am going to take them to cover. I do worry about some of those receivers and weapons being out, but it's still like Gronkowski's so good. Yeah. I shit on him a lot last year. Uh, I think I kind of think I was right, though. <laughs> of everybody expected him to come in and be like this amazing tight end after yeah. retirement. Now he is. Now he is back to in football shape. He's probably bulked up a little bit. Body's healed up. He looks really good this year. So him and Mike Evans, how are you going to stop that if you're the Eagles? So I'll take the Bucks. I'll take them to cover, too. Not super confident, but it is Brady in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, next one. San Francisco 49ers going to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. I'm nervous about the Cowboys. I think it's because I don't like Kellen Moore. Yeah. Is that the only like thing? The You've really been just shitting on Kellen Moore as of late. I shouldn't say shitting. Just no, that's really. I have been. But I don't think it's been in terms of negative. I think you've just been questioning how good he is as an offensive coordinator, and I think that's very fair of you to do. And just in terms of, like, how much credit does this guy actually deserve? Right. And if, are we giving him too much? Like, if he were with the Texans, is that offense going to be good? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, you can call the right plays. That's one thing I do want to do about bad teams. Like, maybe you do have the right the right offensive coordinator right. who has a fantastic game plan, and it's just, ugh, these guys suck. Yeah. Like, David Cooley is actually a really good coach. Yep. But he had shit to work with. I wish more coaches would do this. Coach Steck, uh, he used to be the defense coordinator at Mizzou. He was then the head coach at Missouri State. And uh, my my senior year there, he allowed the uh, the local news reporter, team reporters, to come call the spring training game, like to call a drive. There was an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator, and they got to do the play calls. They said the hardest part was you could call the right player. The thing that was the most surprising to them and what made it difficult when they kind of started to respect the coaches more was I would call a play that I knew would work in this data situation would be fine. Mm-hmm. Players didn't execute it. And they said it was very frustrating, but I couldn't say anything because I'm a reporter, not a coach. But I knew that this was supposed to work. It's like, I wonder how many of those offensive coordinators have been out there. And it's like, oh, this team fucking sucks. Or when you see a coach lose his mind on the sideline. <laughs> I've been on the sideline before um, when I used to coach in Neosho. And uh, Dustin Baldwin was the head coach there. And there would be times where he would call up a play and he would say, oh, this touchdown right here. And like would almost like stop paying attention. Was that confident? Like this is going to be a touchdown, and it would be. It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Like Sean McVay gets a lot of credit and stuff. I know this is like a local high school coach. Yeah, but he would take one look at that defense, call the play, and then be like, "This is a touchdown," and he didn't miss. It's not like he's doing this all the time, where he'd be like, "Oh, touchdown!" Ah, shit, incompletion. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we got a first down. It, he would say, "Touchdown!" Right here, and it would be. And I'm just standing over there like, this motherfucker knows offense. How is he doing this? What is yeah. he seeing that I don't? Some guys just have that ability 
to see the game. Maybe people think that about Kellen Moore. I don't get it. I think it about Kyle Shanahan, which is why I'm picking the San Francisco 49ers to win this game. I, with Kellen Moore, I think he's another young, fairly attractive offensive coordinator with the Dallas Cowboys. I wonder if he's also one of those situations, kind of what you were talking about earlier, with the Texans. I'm like, go get a guy a year early. Let him develop and learn on the job. I wonder if that's what people are just saying about Kellen Moore, too. Yeah, and I could be wrong. Um, in this game, I want to take the Cowboys, but I, my gut says the 49ers are going to win. Same. And I, I kind of fought a little bit earlier in the week, and then about Wednesday I was like, trust it. Yeah, so I'm going to take the 49ers, too. And I do really like Debo Samuel this year. Mm-hmm. I liked him at South Carolina, too, but I've never been super vocal about it. I do really like him. Yeah. George I mean, watching him in the nerves. Senior Bowl was like, yep. I mean, he made plays there, and I was like, oh, shit, he caught that. Even when he got drafted, uh, people were like, man, he might be able to play running back. Mm-hmm. Now he's doing it. <laughs> yeah. it Effectively. I still hate Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, but I, I kind of he kind of got my respect last week. Like I you're in key situations, that. that dude made the throws that needed to be done. Now, also there was one throw that was a little underneath, and it almost got deflected by Jalen Ramsey. And Debo Samuel <laughs> but was it smart went for enough. A touchdown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but Debo Samuel was like smart enough to realize I need to turn around. He doesn't have the arm strength to do this. Let me make a play again. And I think he did, I saw that. and I think that like that's just going to carry over here. There's part of me that thinks. Dallas is possibly overlooking San Francisco or already has their eyes set on the Super Bowl because they know this offense is good. Maybe the players don't, but I think all of the fan base does. I feel like everyone has completely overlooked San Francisco, and that's why I'm taking them. I also am taking the over because I think this is going to be another high-scoring game. What's 51 is the over-under. Yeah, I think so too. The Dallas defense has improved. It's kind of been, but don't break. Yeah. They're going to give up some points. And who knows what's going to happen with that 49ers running game. I mean, that's the thing is you get into an NFC Championship game, that's all you have to do is run the football, and you dominate. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about a couple of years ago against Green Bay, but it's any given Sunday with them in that running game, I don't know if it's working or not. And George Kittle, uh, this is another thing Chris pointed out too with this game. He's like, hey, he hasn't gone off in a little bit. Maybe this is the game that he does. In the playoffs, definitely yep. could be. And I heard that and was like, that makes a lot of sense. And with Jimmy G, I think there's a lot of pressure on him. Like He's almost, I don't know, he is. He's interviewing for other jobs. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think San Francisco can keep him for another If he year. plays well in the Dome, it does make me wonder, is he just a Dome quarterback? Because he did well yesterday, or last week, I should say, in L.A. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the 49ers as well. Another team that's dominating is Club 609 uh, with their great happy hour two-for-one drink specials. Happy hours from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock. Uh, definitely get in there. Check them out for some great drinks, great times at Club 609. Bingo. Next up is going to be Downtown Lube located right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main. Market and the guys pride themselves on getting you in and out on the same business day. Their oil changes, super quick, super great. Love it. Also, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. You're going to need your oil change and your tire, ser- tire service. Excuse me. So make sure you, you get that done. Circumcised. I, I did not. I did not almost <laughs> say that at all. <laughs> Don't <laughs> circumcise your tires. No. It's very bad. Do not cut that layer. God damn it. That's where you Downtown just the valve off. Like, I'm not airing this bitch up ever again. <laughs> For their full list of services, downtownlube.com. A couple more games uh, to get to. And this one is interesting. I think you are pretty nervous about it, actually. Steelers at Chiefs. 
the Steelers are coming out and they're like, uh, we're just going to go out and have fun. We know we're not going to win, whatever. I don't know if this is reverse psychology. I don't know what they're trying to pull or if they're just being honest and like, hey, we know this is going to be a tough game. We're just going to come out and play football. Yeah. But I, I've heard a lot of Chief fans, and it's weird. I'm not one of them, Mr. Pessimist, who's – I'm not nervous about this game. For some Which reason – also could be the kiss of death. I am in a way just because the one, they're favored by 12 and a half. They were favored by like 11 last week against Denver and still didn't even fucking cover. And it's just – They're terrible covering. I, I know. Like against the spread. Is it's it just, under like Mahomes and Reed? Is this when that started? Because they've been bad against the spread for a couple. I years. think so. I mean, their record's twelve and five, but they're eight and nine against the spread. So you're sitting early looking at like, what mm-hmm. the fuck is going on? And it's aggravating in a sense because I want to just say, yeah, they're going to blow Pittsburgh out. But then I also realize Big Ben is just doing the whole nonchalant, don't really give a shit if we win this game or lose, which I think fires everyone else up on his team because. They know this is his last year. They know this is, could be his last game, and they're going to want to play for him. And it just throws me all the way back to the last time the Steelers won the Super Bowl was when Jerome Bettis, or maybe the first time, was like, hey, yep. we want to send Jerome Bettis out on a high note. You know, he's a Steeler legend. And I'm not saying the Steelers are going to go win the Super Bowl, but I just there's that little part that wonders how hard are they going to play for Big Ben? Because we know last year in the playoffs it was a shit show right from the jump. I would love to see that big Ben in Kansas City where the first play is an interception and after that it's just all downhill. But I feel like he's going to be aware and doesn't want to go out on that note and his things are going to be clicking quickly for them. And there's a possibility that Juju Smith-Schuster comes back. And like that's season. another thing. We've seen this defense just get roasted deep. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Lair probably going to be out. I haven't seen anything new about him. Um, I saw no one's missed any practice, so he's been up. He's been practicing this week, which is good. Lucas Nyang, I believe, was also. I think if we're being honest, though, is is he even a difference maker? Clyde, I hate to shit on the guy. For no, I'm been wondering that. I mean, Daryl Williams has he's been been better. Yes, it seems like a, he's uh, more of a threat or effective at running the ball in a third and two than Clyde is. Yeah. And like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, everybody talks about how great of a receiver he is out of the backfield. They don't throw him the ball, though. No. But so I will say running back, play I, I will say with Clyde, though, I feel like there's one play every game where he it not necessarily turns into a touchdown, but it's like, hey, you actually should have been tackled for a two-yard gain, and you somehow turned it into a 15-yarder and might have scored. Like, I look back to his first game in the NFL, you know, where he, like, runs over the Texans. That game later in the year against Denver in the snow where he plows through the game this season against Pittsburgh where he stopped at the goal line and he bounces off of it, turns it into a touchdown. He just has those moments where it's like he should go down and he doesn't. He gets those extra yards, and I don't know if it's, we just don't appreciate it enough or we don't see it enough, so we don't think anything of it. Yeah, and obviously he's been banged up this year. I don't expect much from him, maybe nothing at all in this game. Yeah, The Tyreek injury, uh, you said he's been practicing too, so mm-hmm. – that's got to be a good sign because last week it did not look good. I don't even really know, honestly, what they were thinking by playing him. I know they were, like, in it for the one seed, but, like, try to do it without Tyreek Hill. It's honestly been since COVID, since he missed the week with COVID. Yeah, true. I am actually um, – I just want to remind everyone, Mr. Pessimist, I'm taking the Chiefs and I'm going to take them to cover. I'm I taking them to win, big, but I'm not taking them to cover. Big turnover game for Roethlisberger. Hey, going to be pretty cold. Get me excited about it. I also saw uh, our guy Brooks sent me a hype video yesterday Uh-oh. of the Chiefs, and I watched it, and I just sent back, it's a bad time to be a brick wall. Because you got a boner. 
because I ran through six of them. Oh, got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm really just pushing the limits today with this Viagra. Company. You are. <laughs> How many dick jokes? That and through the ad read of like, what? <laughs> uh, last game, the Arizona Cardinals against the Rams. This one is like a, a division rivalry, so it's kind of interesting. Uh, I think the Rams won out in the season, didn't they? No, they uh, split, didn't they? Yep, they split. Um, I'm still a Cardinals hater, I guess you would say. I think the Rams win this one. I think it's going to be ugly. Like, we expect a high-scoring, like, both these coaches, super sexy guys who are going to score, like, 40 points. <laughs> I think it's going to be pretty sloppy, pretty low-scoring. Yeah. I think Kyler Murray's done this year. I think he cost him the game, and I'm picking Los Angeles to win. Really? Yep. That's I think this guy. is where Matthew Stafford just starts clicking. I think Ham and Odell have figured it out because they've been missing on the deep shots. You know, this is about that time span of a quarterback and wide receiver really figuring things out and being on time and having that true connection. And I think they can kind of take it off into the playoffs. And the Rams' defense in the playoffs always turns it up a notch. You somehow see, you know, a better Jalen Ramsey. You see a better Aaron Donald. And now you throw in a Vaughn Miller who knows, fuck it. Let's go to the Super Bowl again. I want to experience this one more time. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams in this one. Too. I, and I do think the difference maker is the Rams' defense. Yep. Did we pick – not that this is a bad thing. Did we pick the same teams on all of them, like even the upsets with the Patriots and Niners? Yeah, I think so. Look at us. Okay. Yeah. Ride or die, baby. <laughs> yeah, and you're going Rams in this one too? Yep. You said – yeah. Uh, one thing that I do think I is interesting – I have picked the Cardinals all year. <laughs> I'm I sure I have. I don't know, actually. They played the Lions, but they lost. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Uh, the thing is, I like to look at the ticket prices for some of these games. This is kind of what really got us started into the NBA games on how cheap these tickets were. The New England at Buffalo is $25. Tickets as low as 25 Granted, I know it's going to be zero. It's a playoff game at Buffalo. $25? Well, obviously, we're friends with a lot of Chiefs fans, too, and there's some you know, even ticket groups out there. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to sell that resell their tickets for north of $200. Yeah. And a lot of people have been trying to tell them in this like Facebook group, those tickets are not going to sell for that much money. No. And right now you can find tickets as low as $75. For the Chiefs-Pittsburgh game? Now that's what they say. I will tell you, they're going to hit you with some fees. This is Uh-oh. not gunspot.com where there are no hidden fees. <laughs> There's a shitload of hidden fees. <laughs> yeah. So that tickets as low as 75 that's probably going to be more like 125 yeah, I just refreshed the thing. So actually, just tickets went up. Someone bought the $25 ticket. Someone else saw it. It's now 39 But the other thing that really got me too, because I, I initially saw it before scrolling up, the Los Angeles game is 70 You can go to a game in Los Angeles at that new stadium for $70 effing dollars. Yeah, not in uh, Dallas, though. No. 130 for that one. And again, you're going to hit get hit with some fees. Yeah. And I don't understand this one because now I'm looking at the ticket prices as well. The Eagles at Bucks tickets for one forty four. Like I don't, that's not going to be a great game. It's not, but it's Tampa, and it's going to be fucking beautiful. Like, I would imagine that the Forty ers at Dallas, that those tickets would be incredibly expensive. You would think, yeah. It well, it, you know, one twenty two as low as one thirty one. There's probably like five of them left. Yeah, how many times do we got to refresh this? I don't think our prices <laughs> are the same. <laughs> right? Ugh. And you're right. This is uh, looking at these ticket prices. 
They just dropped. Yeah. Incredibly. <laughs> now it's 120. <laughs> uh, but this got us into the basketball games. You and I yeah. and another buddy of ours, we're going to see the Grizzlies play the Mavs tonight. I'm going to bet on this game, real money, Tennessee, just to make it more interesting. You doing, Are you going to do like a parlay too? Are you going to do several bets where like you do the over-under overall game winner and a parlay? I'll do overall game winner. I might do over under. I might do like thirty dollars, but do like ten dollars a bet. Yeah, because I want to do like a parlay, like who wins the tip, first bucket. And I want to, I want to bet on it because I don't really have like a big rooting interest. I really like John Morant. I tried to make myself a Grizzlies fan last year. This is where you might get yourself in trouble is if you hit, oh, and you're going to be like, "Fuck yes." And it's either going to be really good or really bad. Hey, hey Mel, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to Memphis. Bet on the game. Watch it. Bet in Tennessee. Tennessee. Right? Back to the – I'm a season ticket holder. (laughs) I also really like Donkic, though. I do, too. They're probably two of my top five favorite NBA players. I can't wait to pull into the parking lot and then look at tickets and be like, who didn't buy him for these seats? (laughs) Going there. (laughs) Right. Courtside? It is an ESPN game, though. I wonder how full it will be. I don't know. I didn't know that's a huge factor in who goes to NBA games. Those primetime games. Yeah. I, I think it matters. And I All I know is we're gonna be on TV. Do you think so? Manifesting Look it. Look for us. We're way up there because we looked at this <laughs> game last week and we're like, tickets are seven dollars. Yeah. Why are they seven dollars? Well, because they're really twenty. Um <laughs> but we're going. <laughs> and it will be fun. But that's it for us today. We'll be back on Monday recapping the NFL playoffs, where we were right, where we were maybe wrong. Sometimes we are. But we had the same picks, so uh, we'll be there together. <laughs> going down together. Don't forget <laughs> about our great sponsor. To end the show, Roper Kia, if you mention us here at Mike'd Up, they'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Thank you guys for joining us. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Monday.